Hello, legends. Welcome to today's show. Catching up with Cub, as always, is brought to you by Cub, the Club United Business, Australia's number one members club connecting our country's top entrepreneurs and business leaders. And today we're catching up with Cub member Katia Vakulenko, CEO of Soup Agency. Katia is a Ukrainian-born entrepreneur who migrated to Australia and built an incredibly successful digital marketing agency. This episode is all about being the best leader possible, the leader your team will love. In a time when the job market is so hard for employers, it has never been more important to be a better leader and Katia is a shining example of doing just that. Katia shares a lot of her leadership style and and thoughts and processes and I just took so much away from it. She's definitely the best boss I've ever met. Enjoy the show. Was I right to hear that you took your entire team to Bali for a holiday? Yeah, we did. Uh, so we spent two weeks in Bali together as a team. We uh, we worked there, so it wasn't just a uh, a holiday. It was a working holiday. So we worked um, seven till three. And then after three o'clock, we were just doing team activities. We went, um, we climbed a volcano. We uh, So wait, you took them driving. on a holiday? Yes. And it didn't even have to count as... Annual leave. It was. They were still at work. They were still at work. Correct. You're like yeah. the best boss ever. <laughs> so they say. <laughs> yeah. What made you do? Well, yeah. They, I know they do say because I saw there were even articles. There were like um, Laura had sent me a bunch of um, news articles on on, yeah. on the media. Like picked it up and and carried it. Well, yeah. Why? I, I mean, I want. I mean, I don't really wonder why because it's a pretty cool story. The boss takes their team to Bali to work. It's kind of like yeah. remote working, but with your team. Yeah. It's like exactly. Movable office. <laughs> It was. It got a lot of media attention. People kept sharing it and tagging their bosses into it, like, oh, can we do it? Can we do it? And I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to have a lot of people on my back now. What have you done? <laughs> it's actually really interesting because that's kind of good. Like, I know you're in the digital marketing space, but that is kind of a good way to go viral. Yeah, it's like an Instagram post where you tag your friends because you think they would be, they would enjoy this or whatever. Like, of course, like, all the staff are going to be tagging their boss yeah. like, hey, man, take a seat. Exactly. And it's so relevant at the moment because we had two years of COVID and lockdowns and no one has traveled anywhere. So having having that ability to work from anywhere and actually like the company supporting you and backing you in doing so, a lot of the guys haven't traveled for the entire period. So it's I think it's really relevant for a lot of people all around the world. So yeah, oh, that's yeah. What, what made you think of it? Uh, we were, we were just, uh, as a team together out and talking about, oh, it wouldn't be nice to like travel and do things. And it's like, well, why don't we do that? Like all we need is a computer and internet. We don't have to be in the office. Like COVID has proved that. And, um, we're just like, well, why don't we go to Bali? And it's like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. And then the next day, I think the guys just thought it was kind of a bit of a joke. The next day I'm like, okay guys, I found some properties. (laughs) We're going. They're like, what? And you've got a big house and everyone like had a pool and things? Yeah, we had uh, we hired out a villa. Um, everyone had their own rooms and had a massive pool. So work the around time, the pool during the day. Work around the pool during the day, exactly, exactly. That's awesome. And did the media, was like the media positive about what they were writing or what was the, like what were the media saying? Yeah, the media, the media was uh, really positive and kind of um, showcasing about our trip. Um, most of it was really good, and everyone's just commenting like, oh, "I want, I want my company to do the same, etc." We did have some weird comments um, <laughs> on some on some of the publications, just like people assuming that a boss m- must be a man. And that um, that man must have some sort of secret agenda why they want to take their colleagues to a uh, a holiday and it's like, oh, you know, like, yeah, they, they're sw- women and um, they're oh, bikinis. The pe- and- oh, people were saying like, oh, this boss just wants to sleep with all these employees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Little did they know the boss was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said like, oh, yeah, uh, he's just doing that but his children are just sitting at home, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I, I have no children. I have a very loud bird but <laughs> no children. <laughs> That's crazy. Were there much yeah. much comments like that? Was that just that one dickhead that was like, eh? Oh, there's a few of them. Yeah. They, uh, it made it to Lad Bible and I think they're kind of – clientele sometimes that you have in Light Bible. Uh, there was a few of those, but 99% it was really positive and everyone was just like, oh, this is incredible um, opportunity and 
it's so nice to like work together as a team, experience travel together as a team, and it kind of put the team so much closer together. So yeah, yeah. I think it's an awesome the working holiday. It's like the team working holiday. We go on holiday, doesn't count as annual leave. We work, but we're also working in a really nice environment. Exactly, exactly. We want to do it again. So our, uh, we're thinking that maybe for December we'll we'll go somewhere again. As well. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Well, you really, you really. Um, Putting the rest of us on on show uh, on, yeah, on, on the take, spot. Take like, the team. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I don't know. I've got to start shrinking the team first. Then <laughs> it's going to cost too much. But um, no, I, I've heard of a few members. I know one member. Um, he was from a company called uh, Sharp and Carter, which is a recruitment firm. They used to take their entire. They had a lot of people. They had a big company. They used to take their whole company to I think it was Hamilton Island for I don't know if it was a week or a weekend or whatever it was. Mm. But if the company hit its targets, they would take everybody there. Nice. And this was would have been over 100 people, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and they would have just I'm sure they had a good time and whatnot. But yeah, as a team, you're kind of like, oh, man, this is cool. Work's taking me somewhere. Exactly. And I think at the moment, uh, speaking to other business owners, everyone's really struggling finding that talent. Like we we have a massive problem in Australia at the moment, us including we, we were – searching for months for um, some roles and having those sort of stories. We actually hired two people while we were in Bali. So having that story and kind of bringing the culture of the company and how you are different, it actually helps with recruitment. So I wouldn't say it's a cost, it's actually an investment um, in people (laughs) and in the recruitment, the amount of money you pay recruiters. It's Yeah, 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 you can look at it that way. I was actually doing a job interview yesterday with someone and just like on the topic of trying to attract talent. And yeah, you're right. There's like, it's hard to find people at the moment. And even for Cub, typically Cub's easy to find people. And we normally will have like fan people that like really want to work at Cub. But even at Cub, it's been, it's been much harder. And yesterday I was talking to um, uh, a young lady, um, I won't say her name, but, but really, really smart, really incredible young woman. And she listened to the last episode, which was the twenty-minute episode, episode mm, of me talking, yeah. and um, and um, in that episode, I'm like, I hate hiring new people. I hate new people. I like just the existing <laughs> people. And she goes to me in the interview. She's like, Oh, I just listened to your podcast episode. When I, I know you hate hiring people, I, I wasn't <laughs> sure what to expect. And I said, No, no. What I meant was, I do hate hiring people, but we do it because we have to in terms yeah. of growth. What, but yeah. what it means is. I love raising the people we have up. Yeah. Bef- I'd prefer lift someone up than um, than bring someone in new to, for, for, a high, for a high position. And that led me down the path of explaining to her, like proving that that's what I, what I prefer. Yeah. And I started going through the team members and saying, oh, Laura started here and now she's here. Calvin started here and now he's here. Holly started here and now she, Alice did the same. And I literally went through the, almost the entire team and like all the people that have been there a long time. And I realized, oh shit, I'm, I actually wasn't lying. <laughs> it was completely true. Like yeah. we, our team members progress into high power positions and we don't feel it fill the positions externally. And then she said, you should really put that on your website or on mm. your recruitment. And and I thought, yeah, that's the type of thing like we, like business owners need to be doing at the moment. We need to be getting real descriptive um, and giving real uh, evidential reasons as to why that we're great um, companies to work with because the market is so hard right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's where the employees are looking for that culture what else can the company offer for them? What is it in the in it for them in terms of growth and development? And um, it, that's a really big thing for us. Um, everyone has personal development plans. We really kind of take the time to understand what do people want to learn. And sometimes someone starts and they kind of want to go down one path and then actually they're like, oh, I, I, I actually find more meaning and I'm more curious about something else. And I think as employers we need to kind of cater for that and um, – support them where where actually they're brilliant at rather than kind of like putting them into a certain kind of category. Box. Yeah. yeah, like giving them the freedom. I, I always tell people like, you know, at two years into Cub, you might decide, you might come up with a great idea for the company and want to do that. You know, like you've got to keep your mind open towards finding opportunities within the company. Mm-hmm. But, and, and you know what I've been getting asked a lot 
Well, like I've always been, but I, I just did a little bit of study into it. It's like people are like, oh, so what's the progression? Like what's the next step? What's the People really want next steps. Like well, where do I go next? And then what would be after that? And what would be yeah. after that? And I started thinking about it because if you're not a big corporation, you don't have a huge hierarchical structure where people can climb for the next 30 years. It's like it's not what it looks like. But I started looking at like a lot of friends and things that work at the tech companies like HubSpot and and whatnot. Now, I'm not saying HubSpot particularly does this because I'm not, I can't say that, but, but like they work at tech companies. Mm. And a lot of the companies have like it's this it, – look, it must be the same role. They probably give them a little bit of a – small pay jump, but it's like every year they're slightly different. Like first you're a business development representative. Then you're a senior business development representative. Then you're a – Associate. Yeah, (laughs) and then you're – and it's like they just every year they give them something. It's like drip feeding them some things. Hey, you went up, you went up. And and maybe maybe smaller companies should be looking at that and being like, okay, well – Maybe we can adopt that. So when people say, oh, you know, what's my progression pay? Well, here it is, motherfucker. We got a whole 10-point step progression for you for the next yeah. five years. And yeah. It's all the same shit, but it's different names. And, and you know, maybe they do get better and better they, as time goes. They have bigger projects or whatever it might be. But that's from what I could find these other companies do. And small business, from what I've seen, doesn't do that. Maybe we should start. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's a great idea. I know um, I believe Toyota used to do – a progression pathway, I think every three years you had a rotation. And so every three years you actually went into a different role completely and kind of got retrained. I think that's great because you can keep the talent within the company. They don't get bored of the same role and maybe like a little bit of a step up every year. You get 360 view of the company and you can actually understand, you have full understanding of, okay, well, what can we do as a business instead of just having your kind of one role that you kind of, okay, well, I've, I've learned everything I can possibly learn here. What, what do I do next? Yeah, it's an interesting concept. It's like giving them more ownership over the business because they have a deeper understanding of the different segments of the business as the owner would have, you know, like exactly. or as the boss would have. They, they have to know all the areas. If you wanted to be uh, a leader in a business, uh, like even at Cub, um, I had a conversation with one of the um, team the other day where, you know, they want to keep progressing. And I said, well, look, you've got to start going to the service team meetings. You've got to start going to the engagement team meetings because you need to learn how engagements work. You, you're not going to lead anyone if you don't know how half the company works or more than half the company. Yeah. So you need to get involved in that while still doing your your actual role. So, ah, it's incredibly, it's incredibly important. And, and, do you, do you want to just share with us a bit more about Soup uh, and the company? Yeah, sure. I uh, forgot, <laughs> forgot to introduce you. <laughs> uh, so uh, Soup Agency is a digital marketing agency. We say that we are full service um, digital marketing. We've been in the market for three years. I started the company three years ago. Um, it was actually just our third birthday. Um, based in Sydney, but um, we work with local and international clients. And what made you get into digital marketing? Because it is quite a like saturated space. There's a lot of digital marketing companies. What made you think, oh, I'm going to take on the others and I'm going to get in that space? Yeah. Well, when I started in digital marketing, which was almost 10 years ago now, it wasn't such a saturated space. It was actually just starting out and people, um, I still remember mm. like advertising on Facebook for the first time and when like cost per click on Facebook was ridiculously like two cents or something crazy. Mm. Um, and I was working in big agencies. So I worked with um, Hyundai and Coca-Cola and did all of those things. And at some point just decided, you know what, I'm going to take a bit of a sidestep and see where I can go and take it myself. Um, I had a lot of experience working with big brands and kind of wanted to take the process and kind of move it more towards um, SME and kind of startup space in Australia. So that's exactly what I did. And did you know how to run a business or what was your, like what gave you the confidence to be like, yeah, I can I can do it. Can do did it. you know how to do it or did you just yeah. kind of learn on the job? Um, a bit of both. So I, I've always kind of been entrepreneurial. Um, I actually started my first business when I was still at uni. I did a, I started a gluten and dairy free baking company out of my, um, at the time, one bedroom apartment. I turned that into a commercial kitchen. Um, but then I was still at uni and I was like, okay, well, I have to finish university. I can't just go down this path. Um, so then I 
kind of close that. Um, so not real. Like I had a little bit of experience, but nothing, nothing to the amount that like kind of prepared me for <laughs> running a company and like hiring my first employees. And yeah, it's just been a massive learning experience. And what is that? How did you overcome that? Was that ever a deterrent for you trying or did you always just kind of, did you always know you were going to be a business owner? Yeah, I always wanted to start my own business um, and I always kind of wanted to do something and kind of, I'm always like thinking of, oh, how do we solve this problem or what what this would be interesting with this. Um, to the point where my first job, my manager used to joke, he's like, oh, she's going to learn everything and she's going to start her own business. <laughs> um, I used to always ask questions. Um, but yeah, it's... I think you just learn on the job. You you ask people, you surround yourself with really good people. Um, you make mistakes, which is, I think, inevitable of running a business and you you learn from that and just keep going. Well, you're obviously doing a good job at it because it's been three years and you're already taking your team overseas for two weeks <laughs> and planning the next trip. So congratulations. And, and so what about you? Where are you from? How did you grow up? What kind of – what made you into who you are? Yeah, so I'm originally from Ukraine. I was um, born in Odessa and um, me, my mum and my sister immigrated to Australia when I was 12. Uh, and then we actually originally moved to Newcastle. So I went to university, uh, university in Newcastle. Um, I finished um, school there and then after I finished a uni, I went. I came to Sydney because there was, there was no agencies at the time in, in Newcastle. Um, so, yeah. And, and, what, and so um, – what do you still have family in Ukraine? Obviously, right now it's a extremely difficult time for for the Ukrainians. Has that impacted you in 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 any way? Or yeah, I still have most of my family still there. Um, I've got my brother and my um, my dad there, and we've got uncles and cousins, my school friends still there. Uh, so it's been difficult. The first the first two or three weeks were just a complete shock to the system, and it was just like difficult to like work and deal with like your normal life but then also you kind of just always glued to the news and your phone just making sure that your family's okay and it's like oh I haven't heard from them for like two hours what happened um that would be terrifying yeah it's it still is um I think it's you kind of it sounds really bad you kind of get used to the situation it's been a few months now um but yeah it's it is hard and uh, do you stay in contact with your brother as regularly as possible to, to check in or? Yeah, I che check in on them still, but um, they're not in as bad of a city as some others. So Odessa, they're still bombing Odessa, um, but it's nowhere near as bad as some other Kiev places. Kiev and things like that? Yeah, Mariupol, uh, some of the other cities that we see on the, on the news. And what are the, what, so what's the situation? Are they, do they, are they able to live at home still in in that city or do they yeah, often yeah. have to leave or um no they still they still can live at home um there's a lot of people that have left and left the country um but for for ukraine they are not allowing men to leave that are over the age of 18 because they, they potentially may be called um to army so yeah. they unfortunately can't go anywhere and it's probably the best place to be at home because there's um military action going everywhere so you don't really want to be on on main roads etc so yeah it's difficult yeah. times you know what's so interesting though whenever the world goes kaput like whenever there's big problems the young men are the first to to be sent into to i don't want to say sacrifice but they're the first to be sent in mm. you know well i really think the world i mean i know there's a lot of attention on the you know, bringing up women and they should never ever stop but also we have to remember like there's these young men that throughout history and even now today like when anything serious goes wrong serious being like war and death it's it's the young men and the men who at first to be hey, you guys got to go you go sort it out you know well that's a big it's 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 scary to to think about in the modern day and, and how have you managed staying focused and positive at work with having such a um such a terrifying distraction yeah on, on your mind yeah it's hard um but i think sometimes you just have to kind of put personal aside and kind of focus on what you have to do because the business is still running. You've got people um, who still need your client staff um, and you kind of just need to 
separate the two together to, to get anything done during the day. Mm. Um, so, yeah. I, I also find that by separate, being separate to like a big problem, um, particularly like a family issue, being able to separate is actually better for everyone because you're able to make, to, to keep strong, uh, to, to stay valuable, uh, to stay sound of mind so that you can help others be stronger. Um, and so I, I can, I can relate to you at the moment. I can, I can, I can't imagine how difficult that would be, but hopefully, hopefully, um, it's all over soon. Did you, did you attend Cubs, the conversation that I hosted with the Ukrainian business owners? I did. And I, um, I think I had, I really wanted to, um, but I had something on, on that time. So I, di- I didn't know. It was, it was, well, I'm sure you've heard stories yourself anyway. Yeah. You're, you're quite well versed in it. But for, for a lot of members, so, I mean, I'm sure you know, but we, we had, uh, we've got a partner club in Ukraine. It's called the CEO Club Ukraine. Mm. And we had a conversation with uh, several of their members in, in the CEO. Um, and uh, basically they were just sharing with us what's actually happening on the front lines as business owners and how they're able to, um, the stories, but also how they're handling it and how as business owners, they're supporting their community. And I just, when I finished that conversation, obviously I was very shocked with a lot of things I was saying as were the members and, and, and we raised a lot of money for, 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 to support Ukraine as well for, for, for the CEO, CEO club Ukraine's charity that they, they actually run. But, um, what I took away from it was that is just a huge example of the responsibilities that we carry as business owners, that business owners carry. It, in times of crisis, you know, it's business owners who carry a lot of the weight. You know, these guys were telling us stories about you know, still paying their teams even though they're not able to work or function, um, helping government do what they were doing and raising m- money through 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 us and that. And, and, also, and, and uh, even the housing of people, they, they were just working to, to help their communities. Yeah. And that's what business owners do, even during COVID, like uh, the support, the mental support, um, uh, every, all the different types of support that could be given were provided to the community through business owners. Um, and I just think, I finished that. I was like, that is just another huge example of the value and the importance business owners bring to society. Yeah, 100%. It's been actually really lovely to see how the community in Ukraine has come together, um, business owners, um, but just general communities and people just pitching in whatever, even if you can't like physically participate in the war, there's so many things that you could be doing, even just helping your neighbour or um, there was a lot of animals that got left behind because people immigrated overseas, couldn't take their animals with them. Um, so there's there's been so many um, beautiful stories come out from from the whole thing, which is so nice. Um, there's this guy that I follow who um, used to have a really successful business in Mariupol, but because of what's happening, he doesn't have the business anymore. And so all his time is being spent in um, getting children and women out of Mariupol to other country uh, to other cities. Um, and he's got this little truck that he does it with, and he crosses um, military dangerous, dangerous territory. territory. He like they they shot the the vehicle, and it says on the vehicle children, and still people are shooting the vehicle. And he just keeps doing it. He's done so like I don't know how many trips now, but there would be dozens, if not hundreds, of them. Imagine how many people he's saved. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. What was that quote? What, one of the best quotes from that conversation that one of the business owners said at the end it was something like what they learned was the most important form of capital or the the most the most valuable thing were the relate were relation in times of crisis became your relationships yeah it became your ability to trust people around you and your ability to to help others and for them to help you when, when money was stripped and, you know, security was shown, when everything was stripped away from you, they said what the most valuable thing they had was the bond between the people. The community. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, and it's just, it, it, human beings need each other. Mm. Like we, we take away everything from us and, and we we come together, we'll find a way. But if you get, if you take a human and leave them alone, there's they're, they're gone. Yeah. You know, whether even if you give them everything in the world, they're still fucked. Yeah. But when you ha- when you have nothing and you've got each other, 
just you just somehow we, we that's we're built to function like that. You feed off each other. You feed off the energy of the mm. ideas of uh, of the community. Um, we at, at, at the office, um, the guys actually choose to come to the office when they can work from home as much as they want. And I was like, what? Well, if I was the employee, I would just want to work from home. I love working from home. They're like, no, we wanna, we wanna be together. We want to like bounce ideas of each other, and we wanna, we wanna like talk to each other. And it's like not the same at home. I think it's really important. But going back to the times of crisis and business owners responding, I think it's um, also um, shows to the staff that you know what you can, they can rely on you, and they can rely on you leading. Um, and having their best interests at heart and uh, those business owners that are supporting their staff and not firing them and trying to kind of to the best of their ability to 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 be there for them I think in the long term th those staff are going to stay with the business forever probably because they they, they have such gratitude and know mm -hmm. that actually like this guy I'm not I'm not just another pawn or I'm, I'm just not another employee I'm I'm cared for and I always say that the sign of a great leader, what you want, is like for uh, people to be like, I'm better off with her, <laughs> you know, like I'm better off with Katya than I am without. Like I want to stay around Daniel because I know when, when shit gets, when I'm in trouble, Daniel can save me. Or when shit, the world is ending and COVID's happening, somehow Daniel made us fine. And, and, and it's like, it's, it's that security. People look to leaders for like, Security. I want to. I want to be. I'm better off with them, and therefore, I'm going to stay. The problem with that is, if maybe they find someone that they could be even better off with, they they might leave. But, but I always think that's the sign of a, a good leader. And when leaders have the opportunity to show to flex that muscle, to show, hey, I'm not bulletproof, but uh, I'm wearing a vest. You know, mm -hmm. like I can I can withstand problems, I can overcome adversities, I can help you overcome your adversities, then you, you, your team ends up having a confidence in you. Whereas, you know, okay, I feel safer that this business is not just going to do well, but it's going to continue growing because I've seen my boss manage some of the greatest adversities business has seen in modern times and do it with flying colors. Mm. You know, I, I back him or her. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm on this, I'm on this, I'm in this car. I'm on this bus. This bus is going somewhere. And and sometimes the bad times give you the opportunity as a leader to flex your muscles to, to show and and to prove to yourself that you can do it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think sometimes it actually um, helps to get the team together with you on that journey and for them to experience it and put their ideas and thinking and, and you're actually going through this together and it grows the bond so much more than just you kind of sh shouldering that all to yourself and kind of – uh, protecting the team and not like telling them everything. Or, or, well, 100%. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, because you, you've gone to war together. Yeah. When you fought next to each other, you've got more trust to the person next to you. Yeah. You're like, you're, we're battle tested. Now. <laughs> you know, it, it's a, it's a, it, there's a lot of positives come from it. And, and so, what's your stance then on, um, on, um, you, you kind of briefly met, you were talking about work from home. Um, so you, you give the team the ability to work from home, but they do prefer coming in or what's the situation? Yeah. So I kind of encourage it's w whatever works for you. If you're, if you work better from home and you want to work from home, you can totally do that. Um, the guys were talking to me about potentially working from overseas and I'm like, a hundred percent do it. As long as you're working and you're getting your work done, I don't really care where or how you do it. Um, I think it's actually I encourage them to do that because you can go and experience the world and see new things and see how other thing, other countries are doing it, um, get new cultural experiences. All of that is going to make you a better professional and uh, a, a better teammate. And so I'm 100% on board with that. And at the moment, um, yeah, we've got an office in the city and everyone kind of can work from home if they want to. Um, but majority of the time, unless someone has a medical appointment or something like that, they all go to the office to the point where we had some of the bad rains that we just recently had. And I'm like, I'm working from home, guys. I'm not coming to the office. And they're like, no, I think I'm going to come to the office. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Well, you actually sound like the greatest <laughs> boss ever. You make me look like a piece of shit. <laughs> you sound like – Laura's probably like, wow, I need to switch companies. Laura, you want to – You sound amazing. <laughs> and and uh, tell me – well, I actually think that this whole work from home thing, I've been an advocate for it sucking for from the start. 
and I still advocate for that. And I reckon very soon that's going to not be a thing because I'm already start. You can always see, you can just see, like there's already articles now coming out. The media, media drip drip. They they like prep you for what's about to happen. Now there's articles from Bloomberg and Forbes. Oh, people regretting leaving their jobs for the Great Resignation. They've started that now coming. Mm. Then they started talking about recessions. What happens when recessions come? People fear losing their job. Yeah. What happens when people fear losing their job? Oh, yep. Oh, I'm first in at the office. I come in early. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm happy to have a you know, wage reduction. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah, their survival is their priority. Yeah. If they can, yeah, if I can work from home because I'm the job markets, uh, you can't find anyone. Yeah, I'll do whatever I want. But the second the tables turn where, ooh, recession's hitting, which, I mean, inflation's so high, it very well could be coming. Yeah. Right? When that starts, sentiment starts going, you watch the city start packing up. Oh, no, wait, you know, I actually do want to be here. So I'm like, hey, boss, I really like you. You This is Apple. You know, like <laughs> it's it's people will start doing that. And and the that freedom will 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 disappear. So anyway, I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for there's so many there's no there's no one correct way. Mm. There's so many ways. It's like a family. There's no one way to have a family. There's so many different successful ways that people can have great families. Yeah. It's the same with work and it, like a position I'm in. I speak to incredible people like yourself. I spoke to one member who has a completely transparent company where he shows the team what he earns, the profits, the, you know, obviously I disagree with that too. <laughs> but, but, but I was like, wow, that's really cool. I yeah. like, I like, I, I, I like and respect that that's how you run your company and that it works so well. For, yeah. for you. So everyone has their own. Everyone has their own recipe. Everyone yeah. has their own recipe. It yeah. really depends on the company and the culture and the people that you have. Yeah. Absolutely. And it depends so much on the owner because as the owner, you, you are you. And the culture has so much to do with you that, you know, the people that come work at the company are going to suit you. They're mm. going to suit your, whatever. you're a good leader for them. That's why they're there and that's why they stay. Yeah. And so each company has its own kind of unique flavor in the sense, which is probably it stems from the owner. Yeah. And then supported by the employees. Yeah. yeah. Of course, no, yeah. The employees make it all possible. They, I always say the employees are like, a, I don't even call them employees, team team members, yeah. particularly new ones. They're, they're like angels. Like you, you, you desperate, like you, you need someone and then someone flies in and you're like, oh my God, this person's perfect. Like, <laughs> So happy we Absolutely. found it. You know, they, they make it all possible. Um, I just advocate for the business owners all the time. But um, yeah, no. Uh, what was they talking about? Um, um, work from home. And so your team, you give them the freedom to work from home, but they still like to come in. Well, I mean, that kind of proves my point, though. That you know, people do like to come together. Yeah. They may as well. You may as well just be in the office. Then. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it just depends on the person. Some I I personally work so much better from home. Uh, the first year that I started the business, I was actually traveling. So I traveled all around Europe and I, I was working remotely from, by myself from home and I loved it. Um, and but did you have staff? No. not. So you can do that. You can, staff. yeah. If I disappeared from my team, well, then I'm not there. Yeah, I exactly. shouldn't be getting paid as far as I'm concerned because it's <laughs> like, well, I'm not contributing to the team. I might be contributing to whatever I'm doing. But like, Laura, I wish you had a mic in situations like this. But imagine like it would make an impact. Would just I'll 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 re reiterate what you say to the listeners. Like if I was not in the office ever, you never saw me. I was in South of France, hanging out, yeah, doing a bit of work. But but I wasn't involved in the team. Would it impact the team, the culture, and you personally? Tell the truth. <laughs> I think it would, but you also consider during COVID we were. Pretty strong during that whole time without all seeing each other. Yes, but we – I can't respond to you. She said, yes, it would impact us, but COVID did show how strong we could be without seeing each other because we're all separate. But I will add that we were doing two to three meetings a day yeah. as a team. So we yeah. amped up our communication. Yeah. We actually had the guys would get on Hangout and they wouldn't even have a meeting. They would just be on a Hangout and everyone's working. So you kind of feel like, oh, like if you want to say something or kind of make a joke or something, you can you still can. do that. But then you're actually not having like a formal meeting. They would do it the whole day. Wow. Yeah. You sound like you have an incredible team. And how I'm very lucky. That? I'm very lucky. Yeah. And how do you, how do you, how did you build that? What's, how do you view, view yourself as a leader? Like what, why did that happen? Because that's not, that's not common. That's like 
the dream. Hey guys, do whatever you want, but they want to come in and work together as, as a normal company. Mm. You know, how did you how did you how did you create that? Honestly, I I can't give you a recipe because I don't know. It's kind of uh I think I've just been really lucky finding the people that kind of align with my vision and kind of where I want to take the company and um my focus has always been on personal development and what is it in it for them? How how can the company support them? How can the company support their personal development and when they're, where they want to take the, their career? So it's always been kind of what what is, what is it for, for, for the employee and um, taking them on a journey, getting them to be part of the company um, and they feel like actually like it's their company as well. Uh, a lot of the times they'll come in and be like, oh, we should do this like that or this like that, giving them the ability to challenge you and say, hey, actually like that's a that's a terrible idea, Katia, you shouldn't do that. And for that to be an acceptable environment and for them not to be scared to kind of contradict you or kind of um, just a safe place for them to, 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 to be them. And it's like it's their company as well, the, the future of this company is their future as well. So I love that. And yeah. I fully agree with that. People, I think one of the most important things a company can have or a culture can have is people feel comfortable with the ability to contribute and to share their opinion. But what we ha- we say at Cub as well is if you're going to share your opinion, you've got an idea, well, we also want backup. You know, we want to know why that's good. Mm. You know, we, we want reasons. And, and you should be prepared to debate others about yeah. it too, you know, if, whether it be me or anyone else. you gotta, hey, you got to prove to us. Well, why that is why that is a good uh, idea, and they don't ha- actually have to. It's just fun to practice <laughs> debating with each other. But but even allowing like um, that person to do something that way to see what it see what effect it has on their work, and if it's great, then then you know relaying it out to the rest of the company. Um, th- these are all these are these are benefits of being an SME. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the, you would not have that in a big agency. No like way. You, 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 we never got to work from home. Um, there's so many things that you ha- kind of have to have that hierarchy. It's like, okay, well, I can only say this to this person and then this is a, a above my kind of level. Uh, so, yeah, it's so good. Like especially if someone joining um, the industry and like this is maybe like one of their first jobs in the, in the career for them to actually like – be a contributing factor to how the company is going. Mm. And how did you go with um, obviously growing the company, recruiting, and you had a lot of growth. Um, I know this because I know um, we, we haven't had too many big conversations together, but I, I, I know very well many of your uh, like friends and many of your network at Cub. Um, how did you deal with you know not having had run a, a business before to running – a successful business. It, was that ever lonely? Was it ever scary? Yeah, it was. Um, at the very beginning, it was quite lonely because I didn't have any friends or um, colleagues who had their own business. So you kind of come to some kind of uh, issue or problem and you've got no one to ask, uh, no one to get advice from. And um, actually, when I started the business, my I, I don't come from a business family, and actually, my family was like, my mom was like, "What are you doing? Why are you quitting a really good job uh, that pays really well to go and uh, start your own business, and you don't even have any clients yet? Like, are you like, are you crazy?" <laughs> and so, I that that was kind of like the the starting environment for me, and. Um, that was a, actually a really big reason why I joined Cub because you have that community and uh, any kind of question um, that you have, there is always someone there willing to help you and willing to take their time to have a call with you, have a coffee with you. Um, there's so many different events. I met so many incredible people um, on this journey and actually um, th- that have helped me a lot. Um, one of the guys, um, Gail, we share an office with her, which I think you know, and um, yeah, so then, you guys merged offices, didn't you? So you, We did, yeah. Um, and then another member, we're actually starting uh, another business, second business with oh, them wow. that's launching in September. Oh, what's it, what, what type of business? It's Are a, you allowed to say it? Or? Yeah, I think I can say. Yeah. Uh, it's a boat rental company. So it's kind of like car next door but for boats. So oh, you can wow. rent a boat anytime, anywhere. 
Oh, amazing. Yeah. And okay, so you're really flourishing in, in surrounded by other business owners then. I love it. Yeah, it's it's been incredible. Cause, and there's nothing like I'm just like giving you a little bit of a set. Yeah, well, I don't no, think I, I, <laughs> Cub, a bit of props, yeah, you know. Exactly. We work real hard at Team exactly. Cub. We're not even allowed to work from home. So. <laughs> No, I really no, need to no, fix that though. <laughs> not that, no, not fix that. We're not allowed to work from home. I make it sound like Cub is this horrible place to work on the podcast all the time. It's actually the greatest team on planet Earth. And yeah, you've got an look incredible us team. Up. Yeah, we've got a kick ass team. The, the reason we do good is because our culture is when new team members come into Cub, uh, like uh, we had a um, uh, young woman start maybe four months ago. She's incredibly smart. We're so lucky to have her. She came to us. She goes, I actually can't believe, I didn't know there were companies like this to work for. I, I didn't know that a culture, a work environment like this could be like this. Mm. And so despite all my shit talking of, of us, I just need to clarify that particularly because it is a <laughs> – nah, <laughs> no, I just wanted to bring it up. But but uh, sorry, you were saying nice things about me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think that the team that you have is incredible. Uh, you've done an amazing job. Everyone's super well-knowledged, uh, connects well with people. Uh, you've done an incredible job. Um, but, yeah, I don't think there's anything like Cub in Australia. When, when I was starting out and looking for somewhere that, um, that you have that community, um, you've got no competition. No, and they, they, they're kind of, there really was, special. but they wouldn't even let you in because you're a woman. Yeah, you know? all, all that. <laughs> so, yeah, we do have that advantage. Yeah. But, but um, I mean, pe- people have been benefiting from from private communities for the longest time, for centuries. The, the members of those communities have been benefiting and they've always been good throughout time. The only thing that happened was those communities didn't change and they didn't modernize. And so it left this huge hole in the market where it was like, well, there's all this new generation of business owners coming through and we don't want to be part of these communities because they don't resemble our values. You know, they don't, they don't, that imagine if I said no to someone joining cub because they're a woman. Like it just it sounds it, it sounds, sounds almost sounds illegal weird, saying yeah. it like it's weird, no? Yeah, absolutely. And, and so it 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 and we didn't try to be opposite them. We just were ourselves, and that's what we were, and and that's why I, I don't even I'm, honestly we just kind of got lucky that the the industry was so old and stale, and we randomly came in and modernized it. Yeah, I I feel like there's so much diversity at Cub as well. It's not like you've got. Um, just a community of, say, accountants or marketers or whatever. There's such a massive um, variation of yeah. everyone. Yeah, you we mean even, random people. Oh, space so people. Many, that's what I was yeah. about to say, like yeah. space people. So I met someone who's building a rocket. Yeah. And so it's like I would never, like in, I'd never in my circles would have anyone who I would be able to talk to who builds rockets for a living Same and has as that me. as a business. Yeah, it's cool so to it's hear. really cool. I always find it like and just – that business in general, like you speak to some people, you're like, that's so cool how someone made a company out of that. You know, like it, th- like th- there's companies like um, like digital marketing and and real estate and things like that. You're like, okay, yeah, that that's like it's a common business. A you common know that, yeah, yeah, you know that's a company. But sometimes you meet people and like they make water tanks, or they make like um, I'm trying to think of one the other day that I. I was um, I, I was told I actually can't remember, but anyway, you, it's just like wow, that's that's a random business. Like it, it's not it's not saying you would grow up thinking I'm going to do that, yeah. and then someone does it, and it, they're probably great businesses to be in because no one's thinking about them, so they probably have less competition and a bigger market to to go after. A hundred percent. It's it's just business is so cool, and it just fixes the world's problems, and 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 so you've. Um, uh, how long have you been a member now? It's not that long, is it? Ah, it's been over a year now, a year and a half. Okay, almost. okay. Yeah, so you're, you, you're, you're into your year. second year. Yeah. The third year, I reckon, is the, the best year. The third year, yeah, third year you're like deep into the community. This is like another, I don't know, there'd be another 800 newer members than you by that point. And so you, you, you're kind of centred into the community. Yeah. And, and, I mean, it gets back to what we were saying about like what the business owners in the Ukraine were saying. When you're stripped of everything – What's most important to you is your relationships. Well, whether business or not, doesn't matter. Just relate, just people mm. in general. And it's just so powerful um, uh, to do that. And even like your team, you were saying the team, Cub team was, was good. How much of a difference does it make to you 
when you deal with a company and the team is exceptional, like the, the person on the phone was was on it and polite. They knew everything. The person you met was professional. They're well-dressed. And they, it makes a big difference, doesn't it? It does. And it, and it's basically like you're building a brand, like the, your people and how how you kind of connect with your customers um, and members in your case. Mm. It's it's the brand. So you kind of have – it's like, okay, well, that that is what Cub represents. Mm. And I think everyone that you have does that. Yeah, but, and, and any company – like uh, companies need to look at what – does the interaction with our company look like outside, like from the outside? Mm. So if I was to call into my company, not knowing anything about it, what does the person sound like? Yeah. When I meet with someone, what's the impression I get? What's the, like I read an article, uh, sorry, I read a comment on LinkedIn or I was sent a comment on LinkedIn the other day where someone's, uh, um, a lady mentioned that she came in to meet with one of our membership directors and she got the vibe that it was a boys club. And that made me think, shit. Is that the vibe that 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 we give off in those meetings? You know, we have to look at that. We have to say, okay, well, let's see why that was the case. What was the situation? What was the environment? Mm. What, did they say something? Was it the way they dressed? Is it? Yeah. You know, you really need to look objectively. Sometimes you need to step outside of your business and look in and kind of be like, okay, well, what do we actually say to the world? Yeah, and how, how we how we portray the company. And I think it's sometimes it's so easy to to give a good first impression and at the same time so easy to give a bad one even if it's like okay well everything else is perfect but this one thing and that's what the person remembers so unfortunately yeah. sometimes it's the negative that they remember not the positive yeah normally yeah. normally <laughs> it's the negative and i i also think that if you can somehow stimulate some sort of emotion with someone like a positive emotion um um that will last longer. And I was, it's funny because I, like, I just got back from Europe and I was on the plane and for the sake of this story, I was at the front of the plane and the the uh, flight attendants are all very nice. They're only looking after it. There were, I think there were only like four or eight people uh, in, the, in the area. And, and the flight attendants are just overly nice. And they came up to – me and my partner, and we're like super complimentary. Oh my god, man, you, you, I love your your hair. I lo- you know, you, you look amazing. And for me, oh, sir, you know, yeah, yeah I love your jacket. It looks fantastic. And I was like, oh, you feel special. Like people, when people compliment you, feel special. And then I heard them, and they said the same thing to the next people next to me. <laughs> and yeah, and obviously they've learned. They're yeah. like, okay, when you compliment people, they you get a good response. Yeah, they, you know, they're gonna remember that. And yeah. like you do, it's true. You're like. Oh, I really like really like Singapore Airlines. <laughs> yeah, they, they really like me, so I really like them back. And little things like that that you can maybe that you can maybe implement in some way without making it robotic. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I think it's also important to have a process because if you have one person doing something one way and then someone else doing something the other way, it's, you, you don't know what – well, actually, what is the experience because the experience varies depending on who, the interaction. Yeah. So having a process that it's okay, it's kind of ubiquitous. It's, it's, you can manage it. Yeah. You can manage it. And sometimes like you might think you've done a good job but some the person – but it was a bad one. You know, like sometimes you need to rethink the whole system or you need to rethink the way someone's saying something or is presenting themselves or it's very difficult to manage. I mean, that would all be under branding. Like it's your brand. That's what your every interaction a customer is having with your company is leaving them with a, a taste in their mouth, whether they like that or not. Yeah, and you have to control that. And for that, I think it is important to have that process so you can kind of understand, okay, well, what, what is it that we're doing? And then we can go from there. And you mentioned with your personal development, obviously that's a really important part of your team. What's the, of your leadership style? What, what do you do for that? And what do you mean personal development? Is it development within the company or is it skills and knowledge-based learning and development or how, what is it and how do you promote it? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of everything. It's um, uh, skill-based, um, so making sure that they've got the right skills for the job or for the future job that they kind of want to kind of um, go into. Um, it's also professional development in the sense of, uh, okay, how do I become a better professional? How do I become a better leader? How do I 
uh, connect with others that are in my field. So we we actually set up um, people with mentors. So um, we've got like we're part of this women and I've got a lot of women on my team. We've got uh, this women mentorship um, program that I get the Amazing. guys to sign up and they have um, two sessions every month with someone. Uh, so they mentor someone. They mentor another woman, so it could be like uh, maybe someone who's at university or just training, and then um, vice versa, someone who is um, doing something that they kind of aspire to, they get that mentorship from them. So it's kind of um, two-way circle. Um, and with the personal development plan, it's kind of centered around all, all those things. So it's it's soft skills, it's um, understanding of the market and kind of what do you need for that next step, but then also it's the the actual skills on the job of what, what what do you what do you need to do? Yeah, and then they we usually kind of it's we have this as a thing, but then the guys take it whenever they want. Um, that half a day of an, on Friday, it's like a t- um, training and development, so you, they can spend half Friday to just learning um, whatever that they want. Wow, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, and then on Monday we come together and we usually do like a Monday morning meeting. And everyone shares what they've learned last week. So then you can get the learnings of the entire organization in, in 10 minutes. So clever. Summaries. Yeah. Oh, you're an incredible leader, honestly. I've spoken to a lot of people on the podcast, but I can tell from the sound of your team and what you're doing is you, something special about you. Thank you. Uh, as a leader. But we do have to wrap up. And we normally finish with um, I like a – Biggest lesson in business, a favorite book, or something of that nature. Is, is there something you want to? Is there, is there something you want to leave everyone with? Uh, well, the favorite book, uh, which I've read in the sheet, uh, is Tools of Titans, uh, which I find was incredible, and um, it was kind of my mentor as I was starting the business in the first year before I met anyone. Because it's just um, he interviews the world's most successful athletes, mm. business owners, entrepreneurs, and. Um, there's so much um, great advice there and kind of understanding that anyone who does anything great will fail and you have to just learn how to get get up and just keep going and learn from your mistakes and it's okay to fail sometimes. So Completely. I 100% recommend that book. Too. Yeah, I agree. I'm more scared of not trying yeah. than I am of failing. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll leave it there. To our listeners, uh, if you want to um, find out more about the amazing Katia or even reach out, you can go to cub.club forward slash podcast and you'll find all her information there along with Super Agency's information. Uh, if you want to catch up with Cub on social, it's Club United Business. Oh, shit. It's at Club United Business on Instagram. It's equally as awesome. Katia, thank you so much once again. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed the show.